Welcome back to Scary Bear Attacks. Today's episode takes us to the remote and rugged mountains just north of Yellowstone National Park in southwestern Montana. The granite peaks soar over valleys stuffed with plants and animals. Each season brings its own state of energy as fall season transitions to a slower time. Pine, fir trees, and aspen trees mark out the horizon, and willow, blueberry, and buckbrush hug the lay of the land. In this area, elk, moose, deer, sheep, and goats adorn the hillside, and black and brown bear, cougars, wolves, coyotes, and bobcats stalk the shadows. In September of 1995, the Schaefer family were on their last day of muzzleloader hunting for elk on Horseshoe Mountain in Montana. None of the hunters have successfully harvested anything yet, but the group is optimistic today is their day. Horseshoe Mountain is a 10,000-foot peak that lies just north of Yellowstone National Park and is surrounded by remote and rugged wilderness. As the hunters climb to the peak of the mountain, they can see the distant clouds of a storm blowing in. They spread out a bit to push through the timber and agree to meet back at camp at the bottom of the mountain for dinner. Bram is at the far end of the line of hunters and is an energetic high school football star who just graduated from high school the prior spring. He heads over a nearby ridge and separates himself from the group, trying to get into a different area than they had previously covered. Bram is cocky and strong in his youth and quickly gets into some promising elk habitat. He starts to see some older elk sign, but nothing exciting. As he looks around for more recent tracks, he notices that the birds are not singing and the usual forest sounds are all quiet. He begins to feel a sense of impending disaster, and he suddenly sees a huge grizzly bear speeding toward him, growling, drooling, and popping her jaws as she surges toward him. Bram had inadvertently walked right between a sow grizzly bear and her cub as they were guarding a nearby elk carcass they were feeding on. As the sow blurs toward him, Bram yells for her to stop and tries to get out of her way, thinking maybe she'll run past him and leave him be. The sow sprints straight up to him and shoves him to his back with her paws like an NFL lineman. The sow shreds Bram's down jacket and blaze orange hunting vest as she digs her two and a half inch canines deeply into his shoulder. Then she paws him across the head and rips his scalp away from his skull. Bram decides he has to fight back and punches the bear in the nose and she chomps a hole through his thumb joint. It is a one-sided fight at best, but Bram has no choice and fights for his life. Bram searches for his muzzleloader frantically and sees the enraged bear is now sitting on it. She puts her massive head on his lap and huffs her anger at him several times as if telling him to stay away from her cub. She opens her enormous mouth, filled with long yellow teeth, and bites into Bram's right thigh and lifts him off the ground. She thrashes her head around, tossing him back and forth several times. When she does this, she tears open a huge chunk of his muscle and tissue from the bone and rips it down toward his knee a few inches. She then slams him to the ground, and he plays dead. The sow then walks a short distance away and continues to watch Bram to see if he is still a danger to her and her cub. Bram tries to lay still and slowly grabs his muzzleloader and points it in the sow's direction. She sees the movement and starts to return to finish him off, but Bram somehow squeezes off a shot. The bullet placement is lucky and drops her dead instantly. Bram is still trying to make sense of this terrifying and rapacious attack. As he begins inventorying his injuries, his shoulder hurts very badly, and he feels his head and replaces a portion of his displaced scalp. He is covered in blood and feathers. Pieces of his hunting vest litter the area around him. He slowly works his way to his feet, but collapses. His right thigh is shredded. 
It looks like large pieces of meat hanging from his wound, and he can see his femoral artery pulsating, now exposed to the air. He painstakingly pushes the meat and skin back into place and growls with pain as he tightens a makeshift tourniquet from his hunting vest. He knows he needs help immediately, so he raises his pistol and fires three shots in succession. This is the understood signal between hunters that someone needs help, but Bram hears nothing in return as rain quickly begins to fall. The storm from the horizon is now rolling in in full force. It brings with it 30 mile per hour winds and a constant cascade of chilling rain. Bram knows there is no one near him and that he has to save himself. He slowly wobbles to his feet again and uses his muzzleloader as a crutch. Slowly he steps and winces in pain each time. Pain is shooting through his body, but thankfully numbed a bit from adrenaline. His camp is over the hill on the other side of the mountain, so Bram decides to try to go around the mountain, as he cannot climb it. Bram realizes the desperation of his situation and begins to get angry. The madder he gets, the easier it is for him to move. So he cusses and yells for help, and he slips and limps his way around the mountain in the pouring rain. As the hours pass, the temperature drops to around 10 degrees, and Bram shivers as he struggles for his life. Back at camp, Bram's hunting party slowly filters in from the hunt, and everybody is accounted for except Bram. The group considers perhaps he shot an elk, but nobody heard a shot. They discuss how he's in amazing physical shape and should have beaten everyone back. He doesn't get lost easily, so this is uncharacteristic of him. Dennis, Bram's father, musters the hunters together and the group head up the mountain together in search of Bram. They yell and fire their pistols trying to get him to answer back, but the wind and rain kicked up in the storm muffle their attempts. Dennis has some peace of mind knowing he trained his son's survival skills, but is growing more concerned by the minute. The hunting party is concerned that Bram has fallen and injured himself and can't move. As they shiver and holler their way through the rain and thunder and lightning, the futility of their efforts finally set in. The hunters convince Dennis to return to camp and resume the search in the morning light. He initially refuses, but finally relents and emotionally breaks down back at camp in fear of the fate his son is facing. Earlier in the day and a few hundred yards around the mountain from where Bram was attacked, father and son Bruce and Bryce Piseki came upon some very recent bear scat and tracks. This immediately unnerves Bruce, as they are only hunting with muzzleloaders, which have a single shot. In order to shoot again, you have to pour in the powder and shove a bullet down and pack the load tight and replace the firing cap. This process can take the best shooters around a minute under the best of circumstances. Surprising a grizzly bear is not the best of circumstances. Bruce and Bryce decide to drop straight down the hill to the Rock Creek Trailhead and leave the area in an attempt to avoid the bear. As they're heading down the mountain, the men talk loudly and make as much noise as they can to alert any bears that they may come across. The weather turns bad an hour or so later, and the light of day fades, with the men still searching for the trailhead. As they stumble and slip their way through the stormy darkness, they eventually find the Rock Creek trailhead and sit down to take a break. Bruce voices his concerns that the muzzle loaders they are carrying may not even work in all this rain, so he aims his at a tree and fires it. It worked! The report of the shot is muffled by the wind, but is still loud. Unbeknownst to Bruce, Bram is just a short distance away, shivering and suffering in the rain and dark, as he still works his way around the hill. He's only traveled a few hundred yards, but is now energized with hearing the report of the shot. Bram lifts his pistol and fires an answer to Bruce's shot. 
Hearing the answering shot, Bruce thinks he's found his friend Dave, a member of their hunting party, and starts to yell at him, inviting him over. Bruce listens for a response, and the wind carries the reply perfectly to him. I've been attacked by a bear, and I need help. The voice he hears is desperate, and is clearly not Dave. The Pisekis start to climb toward the voice, cautiously, as they are afraid the bear may be near. Bruce takes out his pistol and flashlight, and locates Bram standing in the rain with steam rolling from his body. Bruce is shaken by the terrible sight of Bram. He asks the young man where the bear is, and he replies that he killed it. Bruce reassures Bram that he is going to help him. Bruce is a painter by trade and spends his days climbing and balancing on ladders, so he's in pretty good shape. He stoops over and hefts Bram onto his shoulder and begins walking down the trail back toward the Rock Creek Trailhead. Bruce quickly tires and has to set Bram down and catch his breath every few yards or so, but he refuses to quit. As Bruce struggles to pack Bram down the trail, he feels the young man getting worse. Bruce stops and wraps his raincoat around Bram to try to preserve his heat and keep him alive. As the trio proceeds sporadically down the trail, the distance between required rests gets shorter and shorter. Bruce is becoming exhausted. He's now sweating in the cold rain and knows this could lead to him getting hypothermia. Bruce is inspired to call out to God for help and pulls his pistol out and fires off three last rounds into the air out of desperation. Bruce picks Bram up one more time and begins the cycle of walking and resting again. After a short distance, Bruce is exhausted and cries out to God for strength one more time. He bends over and picks Bram up over his shoulder, but this time Bruce feels strong and pain-free. He's actually able to carry Bram easier now and thanks God for the blessing. After a short while, Bruce feels Bram's condition worsening again. He sets the young man down on his own feet and wakes him up several times during the hike and watches him fade in and out of coherence. It's then that Bryce yells as he sees approaching flashlights. When Bruce fired the last three shots of his pistol, fellow elk hunter Andy Wolf was relaxing in his tent nearby, waiting out the storm. At first, Andy thinks some fool is shooting at an elk in this weather, but realizes the three-shot signal. He quickly assembles a small rescue team and heads out in the direction of the shots. About 45 minutes into their hike, the rescue party runs right into the Pisekis and Bram. Andy Wolf is an avid hunter and outdoorsman, but the most significant aspect about Andy is that he's a medical doctor trained in shock trauma. Dr. Wolf and his party assist in getting Bram back to a tent to receive medical help. As he begins examining Bram, Dr. Wolf looks at the deep bite into his shoulder and then looks over the scalp wound. Nothing too bad there, so he starts looking at Bram's thigh wound and is immediately very concerned. He sees the initial onset of gas gangrene and watches Bram's femoral artery pulse just a few inches away. This is concerning because gas gangrene can grow up to 6 inches per hour and if it reaches his femoral artery, it may rupture it. Bram could bleed to death in a few seconds if Dr. Wolf could not stop the bleeding. Two members of the hunting party are immediately sent out for help as Bruce and Dr. Wolf tends to Bram's wounds all night long, keeping him awake and out of falling into shock or coma. Dr. Wolf changes dressings on Bram's injuries and admires how tough the young cowboy is. Bruce quietly goes outside and has a short emotional breakdown from the intensity of the recent hours. As the sun slowly brightens the horizon, a helicopter breaks the peace of the morning with the chopping sounds of its rotors. The two men were successful in finding help. They load Bram into the copter and they head toward the hospital. Bruce sends a friend of his to search for Dennis to convey the good news. Dennis is yelling and searching for his son when he hears someone fire the shot pattern for success. Three quick shots followed by a single shot. 
He breaks down in tears of joy as the men head back to camp and depart to be with Bram. Bram was in the hospital for 18 days fighting for his life and was able to keep it and his leg. The physicians told him the bad news that he would never be able to ride a horse again, but the young cowboy proved them wrong and was back in the saddle within two months. Bram is fully recovered from the grizzly bear attack that nearly cost him his life and now has a little son, who he plans to take hunting up on Horseshoe Mountain with a muzzleloader for elk. Some people are just too darn stubborn to die. <laughs>